So welcome to today. I'm Christine. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And we are Double Defense. We're an all-female New York Rangers podcast, bringing you fun conversation about our New York Rangers, the NHL and hockey, and so much more. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Liz from Double Defense. Please give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram at double underscore defense underscore NYR and our Facebook page, Double Defense. We are Double Defense. I'm not as good as Liz. We are Double Defense. She's got the role. (laughs) Yeah. We are traditionally two New York Rangers fans and a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. Two, the Rangers fans are in LA and I, the Penguins fan, am in Calgary. Um, try and figure that one out. We are without Liz this week as she is traveling for work. Christine and I are here to hold down the fort. We are. We are. We're here. We're the ones that aren't in France. <laughs> I mean, and then being in LA, you know, I'm sweating because it's like 96 degrees out, and and Sarah's putting putting winter tires on her car, getting prepared for the winter storms in Canada. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely hockey season worthy, you know, so cheers to that. (laughs) Cheers to that. I know, cheers to the start of the season. It felt like it was a really, really, really long summer when you're comparing it to the end and the beginning of hockey. We've had fun in doing stuff. Our drink pairings are back. I've been trying to get creative to start the season off with. I think we'll put a post out with the drink pairings and see if anyone wants to contribute some ideas, you know, which would be kind of fun as we continue to look sponsors. <laughs> so, we'll get there. We'll get there. I know. I know. We're working on it. Anyone who wants to donate, uh, you know, wine, beer, hard liquor to us to sample, shout you out and promote you any way, shape or form we can. We're down for it. Absolutely. We like alcohol. We like gifts of alcohol. We like, you know, if you want to send over a round of shots when we're in Vegas, we are open to that too. I already have someone that offered to pay for my drinks the entire trip that they're here. Love it. I was like, okay. He's like, you don't have to, you don't have to buy one drink. I'm like, I need to get an Uber. I'm going to figure out, figure out how I'm going to be getting home. So, so um, yeah, that's, that is coming up. So that's definitely a date. We're going to have to start putting out and planning at the end of January. We've got three dates coming. You're hopefully going to come down so we can have a long, nice, long, fun weekend. And I know that a couple of friends, Ted, you know, who does um, Rangers events, I think he's bringing a group of people out to Vegas. And I think I have a couple more people that might be doing road trips. Definitely we'll be planning another pre-party in conjunction with Stacey Nutine, who runs the uh, ladies of all the NHL boards, you know, on Facebook. Uh, She's a diehard Vegas Knights fan. Uh, We're going to have her on our show soon as well. She's um, basking in the glory of having having her team be one of the four remaining undefeated teams one week into the season. Good for her. And I'm like, I watched the game last night. I was like, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I I care, but it went to a shootout last night against Dallas. So Dallas had the lead and Vegas tied it up with like two, two and a half minutes to go. And then it went into OT. It was really good OT. It was was funny because it was kind of slow motion, but at the same time in watching it, you want things to be quick because usually the game is quick. But in the overtime when you're on three on three, they had more slow, you know, more formulated kind of control over the puck and movements to try to get the shot in and not lose it, you know, so quickly. So I was just kind of I don't know. I wasn't stoned, but I was like paying attention to it. And I thought this is too slow for me right now. And then they went into the shootout and, and Vegas, Vegas won. So I was like, 
Ah, the only reason I don't want them to really lose. I still like Vegas. They're already projecting them to repeat. I don't think that will happen. Wow. They're a fun team to watch. I just like it when everyone's kind of leveled out. You know, when you get all the first losses in there and stuff, because people are crying too much over the first week. Have you had a chance to catch any of uh, the games or information? I caught two games. I will do better in the next few weeks here. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh versus Chicago, the Pittsburgh home opener. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a special guest, I, I heard. <laughs> I think that was a Pittsburgh home opener. <laughs> yes, I think it was. Chicago won 4-2 overall. Oh, yeah, game. yeah, that was a home opener. That was, that yeah. was the first game to play. It was all yeah. right. I wasn't too, too impressed with either side. But, you know, Bedard, I thought, looked great. It was Bedard. Um, it's going to be the year of Bedard, Bedard. Yeah, last year was Hughes. This year it's Bedard. I think I was calling out that what I want to see is a fight between the two. <laughs> and I want them both to lose. Yeah. So uh I think yeah, I think I'll watch that game when they play Jersey. That, you know, so. that's something to watch for. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think you're right. I think we're gonna hear a lot about Bedard the whole season. I thought he looked great. He didn't look nervous. I thought he looked I, I, as good as he could. You know, they're projecting him to be the greatest player of all time. Yeah, did you see a story like that? He hasn't even eaten fast food like never in his life because he wants to be the greatest hockey player of all time. Even so. even Gretzky ate like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he starts hanging with the big kids, you know who knows? Yeah, who uh, knows what's gonna work. happen? I think this week, like I think this week, the news I'm hearing is like that Crosby didn't let him win the faceoff, and Brad Marchand like checked him, and they're like, "Ooh, if he's out there, he's got to play," you know, play with the big guys. I think he's get, they're giving him a lot of ice time too which that's something i was kind of watching last year and what i like that our team did is even out ice time when you see other teams that favor the players and give them more ice time and stuff now is it worth it i mean chicago lost so they're not in the top four no i'm with you i thought i couldn't tell if it was like entertainment value watching that whole game because like you could tell like they were trying to have some sort of like i don't know what the word is like friction i guess if you will between sydney and connor but it also felt put on like it didn't feel like authentic. oh i know right but i thought they did great and you know if sid's trying to play the whole like i'm sydney crosby thing which you don't see him do too often i thought he sucked at it if that was did you see doing. like there was an interview like between the two of them and i was like ready to throw up so i couldn't really watch it couldn't stop i think, I think that that was pre-recorded right because they had still yeah. from that at the end of august i remember seeing them on the instagram for the nhl that they were filming it's like you know they're doing all their filming which is cute i mean at least they've gotten together they've I feel like they played that game the way that UFC fighters promote their fight. It's all like, get the hype, get the stuff, just so people are paying attention. But it's so like... Like, what's the... Like, it's it's cringy to me. I'm like... Like, it's so rehearsed. It's so trying to be mushy-gushy. And I don't know what... I don't even know what audience they're playing to on that. 100%. If if now... Okay. Now, if they did it in in the Big City Greens cartoon version, I would watch that. I mean, See, why don't there's that, like that, you know, intermission stuff, like in a cartoon version where I don't really have to see their faces. It could be like the grandma versus like the other kid, you know, like don't right forget like, that game. Shesterkin was the grandma. <laughs> like bring her back and have some fun with that. That's what I would watch. I love that idea. I totally see it too. Cause you could like, you could also do like those like kind of life lessons out of it for a kid show. You know, <laughs> you have like Sid trying to be like the. I don't want to say tough guy because he's not a tough guy, but he's trying to like <laughs> project his authority on the ice and position over like Connor's like first game and like it's his first big debut in the NHL and you have some sort of like back to school special after school special moment there. <laughs> back to school special. <laughs> I know, I like, you know, played in the locker room for the, you know, the youth <laughs> hockey teams. But I'm like, I don't need to see any of that. I couldn't stomach that. Along with like, apparently I've seen some video of like a duck introducing the ducks. I heard you were saying that they actually had some 
some special guests. I think that was at the Flames one. Uh, so Pittsburgh was in Calgary, I think Saturday last weekend. Pittsburgh won uh, five to two during the whole game. You know, when they're breaking for commercial or whether it was like uh, the intermissions, they would feature. They showed the penguins. They had like I want to say two penguins in like nice little aquarium, like on site at the arena. It was adorable. It was also a game where the Flames and the money that was being raised in the arena for the 50-50 in Pittsburgh, they were honoring Chris Snow, who was the assistant GM for Calgary, and he passed away at the end of September for from ALS. He's quite young. Right, like right, right. 40. He had a wife and two little kids too, right? Yeah, he's pretty pretty young, and he's being highlighted a lot here still, yes. which is nice to hear um, as, as the season uh, has started. So I thought that was a really nice move because they were raising money for that 50-50, and the donations were going to go to his fund, and even though they were in Pittsburgh. So I thought that was, that was pretty great. Well, that was good. No, I don't mind the Penguins. I did not miss. So the first game, so here I was trying to get, I had to scramble. I had to do a lot of work to even get the channels, you know, because the way my package changed. I had to go and get a box again, like, because I couldn't just add it to my TV thing. This is a great time to ask you if the animals on site, if you will, at the arena, is this a way, a backwards way of trying to like, neutralize all the other talk of like pride and the pride hockey team. No. So yeah, you think, but no. So people are rising up on the pride thing, which I love. We're hearing more and more players, you know, so they not only did they introduce the fact that they didn't want to wear, you know, they weren't going to allow, you know, on ice jerseys to be worn for things or warm ups, but then this other kind of added element of um, not even allowing you to tape up your stick with pride tape. And so we've kind of posted out to that, uh, as well in support of you know the NHL and the PWHL as well that it's a tragic kind of turn of events so we should be good moving forward in things and it's nice to hear that some players are like I'm just gonna do it anyway I think I saw an, I did see an article that there was a whole team although it didn't specify who was you know was just going to ignore it and do it anyway it's not necessarily the stories it's really what's tragic are the you know comments and the ignorance of the people commenting on things and I think one of the things you know I commented on one of those posts, I was like, that's a fabulous thing. I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing, you know, because a lot of the responses are like, just play hockey. And guess what? You can do both. Mm -hmm. It's not going to go away. I'm glad to see that there are players that, that stick up for things. Forget the fans because it's not a winning battle on social media with the trolls and, and the people that hide behind their parents' bedroom computers, you know, and things like that, that they're doing because that's all it is. And it really does come down to, you know, do players want to stand up and do these actions in a forward motion and in action going forward? And and that's kind of what we're, we're seeing. And honestly, coming up to with, with the women's hockey, you know, there's a lot of women that are playing in on these teams that are you know, in same-sex relationships. And they're more vocal about it. And they're also vocal about their displeasure because it does affect them as well. I don't think this conversation is going away. I think if anything, it's like slowly ramping up. I'm sure there's some strategy happening somewhere. If I were the Players Association and the board of directors and the owners, I mean, it's not going to be everybody, of course, but there should be, I would expect there to be some sort of large portion of those people combined to start making some moves behind the scenes because I think Batman shot himself in the foot probably for the billionth time, but not in a way that would be socially acceptable. You know, it's 2023 and like get with the program. For anybody listening that, that says, you know, we can't knock these people for telling the truth. That My point to that is that they haven't. I, I feel that the people who spoke up, who have 
you know, again, it's not their first year. They've done this stuff before. They've contributed. They, you know, and it's just all of a sudden a thing, and they hide behind religion. And it's really, it's not stated anywhere in religion where you can't support your, you know, your friends and neighbors, and you should do good by them. You know, it's false. It really comes down, in my opinion, to the fact that these people who are speaking out and and protesting and causing all this hype are homophobic. And uh, until I can be proven otherwise by this, um, I'm going to stand by my statement. <laughs> <laughs> pretty solidly because that's really the only other reason why they wouldn't want to do it you know is that they have homophobic tendencies or uh, maybe something else but yeah. they know who they are and uh yeah and i have i i, <laughs> I might be on a mission to to kind of get in front of these guys and, and do something crazy at one point well i'm sure this is not the end of that conversation and we can talk you know we'll yeah. be talking more about it throughout the whole season i'm, I'm confident of that and i uh, i look forward to Kind of seen the other side, and I'm sure they're just strategizing, getting a plan together. I, I would put money on it. There's just no way that the league doesn't want to look like this. They really don't. They are going to still have these nights, which is a good mm -hmm. thing. And you know, and it really comes down to support from the fans too. I definitely go to support everybody. And these nights, any night where they're able to acknowledge any sets or groups of people, is just a night of you know of good social awareness and you know and a show of diversity and inclusion you know, and inclusion correct absolutely let's look at the four teams that are undefeated you got vegas and austin yeah. the islanders and colorado islanders and colorado yeah that, but you know so colorado played seattle last night and i was like oh seattle's up and then they weren't the islanders only played two games so you know that's the other thing too is Vegas is already four games in. We're going to see how their trek goes. Look, we're weekend. I've already had, I've already seen posts, like someone, you know, on the Rangers side, we lost game twos. Well, we'll wait till this comes back, but I'm going to start doing a segment where I'm going to read. I need a good name for it. You know, it's kind of equivalent to reading mean tweets because. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> because some of these people, like, you know, so someone was talking about was, was a player who shouldn't have been in playing in the, like, in the line they were in and. And I'm like, dude, it's like game two, you know? And uh, he's like, well, do you have an opinion? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like my opinion is it's game two, you know? Like you gotta you gotta give it time to work it out. I think I told the guy to chill and his response was, well, I'm chiller than you, dude. And I'm like, oh, I'm not a Ooh. dude. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. And then his response to that was, I'm chiller than you are. Yeah, they're rocket scientists there that, that, that we compete with. One of the other posts I actually liked seeing was uh, we, okay, so our game against the Blue Jackets in the first period alone, three, three called back goals. Two of them related to offsides that were called against us. Sweet goals. Uh, and they caught us on it. And then the third goal in the same period was erroneously called a goal by the ref. They instantly reviewed it. And it did not cross the goal line completely. It was called back. We were ahead. And then from that point on, we lost some men and we ended up losing the game. So had that not happened, you know, I think it would have been a different ending. So someone had posted that they're already not liking the offside. I, I am seeing it a lot. And it's not really the offside thing. It's more that the coaches are challenging it. And his recommendation was um, it should be a 30-second rule. Like if, the, if nothing's called in 30 seconds, then it should be allowed. And I'm like, dude, that's a whole nother review. You know, I'm like, what are you like, who's gonna watch the clock for that? And then then someone's got to review if it was within 30 seconds. I'm like, now you're just getting yeah, they don't have time for that. But, it's not football, because that would fly in football, but they don't have time for that <laughs> in the NHL. But realistically, this is something to look for. I have a feeling that we're just gonna see and in 
just an insane amount of coach challenges this season. We, I think in the first week and the games that I've watched, I'm, I'm, you know, this year I'm going beyond the Ranger games, trying to watch some of the other games, watch the Kings game, Penguins game. And I watched Vegas last night too. Meaning during the week, I don't really have much of a life. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and that's what we're seeing when it's an offside call and you're hearing that it's a coach challenge, right? Like it's just something to kind of watch out for to see like how that, and and then what, what is it? That's my opinion. And we could talk about this during the season too, especially when Liz is back to get her opinion is like, you know, I think right now there's just technology involved where they've got someone in a room watching it and being able to replay it. And then, and then, and then quickly in an earpiece say, oh, get challenge it. My opinion is, you know, look, the only reason that there's a coach's challenge is because the refs are missing it. If we see a lot of those, that's kind of a problem with the ref um, yep. and the lines people, because we know that the rules have changed and they're now lines persons. But also, in my opinion, I don't think they should be relying on technology to do a coach challenge. I think the coach is on the bench as well, and it should be like a live set of eyes. If if the coach does, if the refs don't see it, and the coach doesn't see it, you know, or if they want to challenge it, it should just it shouldn't be based on technology with somebody upstairs that can actually confirm it because they're yeah, not. They should be at ice level. Yeah. So. That's my opinion on it. And it's also like, it'll be an interesting thing to kind of see, you know, how that transpires like through the season. Cause I've already, I already think we've seen a lot of those already. And, you know, and I, I don't have anything to compare it to, but it just seems like it's going to be a long year of, of challenges. And, uh, and it'll be curious. I wonder if someone keeps stats on those. I'll have to look, I'll research it and see if there's stats on those to see if all the, with all the coach challenges, like what percentage of those, you know, really do um, go, go through in our, or one versus, you know, the loss and given penalties. Someone yeah. someone has that somewhere. That would be so. really interesting to hear. And uh, if anybody can find it, you can, Christine. I know, I know. There's a there's an Instagram site called Data Driven Hockey. So, I mean, I'm like, I could just message them. Let them do it. <laughs> so on the Rangers side, I'm liking what I'm seeing. They're defending pretty well. Um, the first game, they definitely came out to show it. And, you know, now people are going to start picking apart the mistakes, you know, here and there. Uh, but again, you know, they know what they're doing wrong. Uh, I've always kind of said they know what they do. You know, like, we're not here to tell them what they're doing wrong. <laughs> we can observe it, but they know. And whatever gets them to to win the game. So, you know, going down 5-3, you know, and killing off a penalty, which was at the very end of a period, having a few seconds to, you know, to, to finish it off was was the energy that they needed, you know, for their home opener. They play again tomorrow, and then we'll see what else is going on. Again, Boston's undefeated. So I'm trying to think of teams to watch. Like right now, you know, it's like the, the focus is on Bedard. You know, it's funny because, you know, you're not hearing too much Jack Hughes right now, which nope. is fine. You know, you just you got the next best thing is always going to come up your way. Vegas is, let's see how far Vegas goes being undefeated. So they're, they're another team to kind of keep watching. And how are you liking your team right now? So far, I think they're all right. You know, this is not a big year for us. I can already sense it. Like, I feel like we're just kind of nonchalantly waiting for some big moves with Sid. I'm, I feel like it's coming soon. I don't know if it's this year, but like, I don't think we're far away from that conversation. It's just the sense I have. I think they're just going to like let him ride to the sunset, but that sunset's not too far away. I'm kind of wondering if he's going to do like what Lemieux did. Does he have any milestone things coming up? Uh, that would be an interesting thing to kind of see, you know, because that could be what he's waiting for, too. So talking about milestones, too, are you looking at that? Sterking ended up on this very first game and very first win, getting his 100th win with the Rangers. So uh, so that was a nice start to the season as well. I will share that when I was watching the Flames-Penguins game that there were some comments made by the broadcasters about Markstrom, who's the Flames goalie. 
that he was having a better start, which was only like game two, I think at this point, to the season than his whole season last year. And they commented on behind the scenes how tough things were for him, which I feel was an indirect way of saying he had issues with um, Sutter. Oh, last year when, yeah. So you think it's stemming, you know, well, I mean, that was a whole yeah, season. I think, I think, an unknown thing. It was definitely a very vocal thing, you know, with him and with them getting rid of him at the end of the season too. Yeah. They, I was just surprised with how like they were just, they just said it on the air. I was like, whoa, like it's quite a statement okay. to me. But, hey, but that's anyway. honesty. I would, I'd rather hear honest things than junky stuff from other players, you know? Yeah. Uh, 100%. That's a curious thing because, uh, you know, and typically with the goalies too, they usually have different coaches, you know, so like they're not really working directly with the main coach. They have their own kind of goalie coach and stuff, but I don't know. Did they, did they get rid of like a lot of other staff or anything that you're aware no. of? Just no, like they just promoted everybody. I think the, um, the guy they promoted had been within the flames organization and the Wranglers, which is the uh, American team that's under them. They've, the coach has been within them. So they, like, there's a lot of familiarity there. Uh, I just kind of just think everyone got promoted. I don't really think anybody new came in. Well, if that's all it took and, you know, and they're, they, they seem to be happy campers and they're <laughs> performing well right now, you know, yeah, uh, a month where everything settles in a little bit <laughs> and then reality yeah. kind of hits. I'm yeah. going to the, uh, I think it's the Rangers are in town on Tuesday. It's the game we're going to on Tuesday. And I will give yeah. you a better update of like how the things are at the arena uh, once I get there uh, next week. Well, that'll be exciting. So other news, I'll tell you too, because I've been having conversations with my girlfriend in Canada, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So again, they're excited that they feel that they are going to win the Stanley Cup. They were undefeated until they played uh, the Blackhawks and then, then, they, uh, then they lost. But the new thing is, okay, so their goal song for years and years and years has been Hall & Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True. So they decided to rotate things and they're already having issues. So my girlfriend had called me and she said, oh, they didn't play Hall & Oates the first game. They played a Kid Cudi song, which immediately drew attention and complained. So they're like, we're not doing that one again. <laughs> so they're rotating goal songs. I don't know the full story. I start, I, all I know is I know they're rotating songs. But I think the I think they played three games and they've had three different goal songs. Um, the Kid Cudi song had a reference to drinking and driving, which is why they pulled it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like and yeah, yeah. They're just not thinking about stuff. And then I kind of thought, how do people complain about it? Are they just complaining on social media? Are they like contacting the facility? <laughs> like where? Yeah. Like it happened quick. Like all of a sudden they're like. That's done because they had so many complaints, which is... I wonder if there was like... Because usually at the game, it's a lot of like corporate at the bottom. So I wonder if there was like advertisers and sponsors in the bottom. And that it was a quick like, we'll pull our ah, money or like less money if you're... if you Because we wouldn't hear it on the broadcast uh, necessarily. We might, but we might not always hear it. So maybe it was... my. That's my guess. That's my first guess of how much money sits in that bottom area. Uh, it, that was an interesting thing because I, I didn't even know that they were doing it. I don't even know. I don't even know the fans were aware of this. Because Andrea's husband is is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. He is watching the games. He does follow us. So it's pretty funny. And I don't know what their what their you know new um menu of of game, you know, are they are they're trying something out every game or if they have a smaller thing that they'll cycle back or if, and, and when are we gonna hear Hollow Notes again if we are? So so that's another curious thing to follow too, because I think although wait, what was the first game? Who did we play the first game? Where what was I telling you? Like they, like their their goal song was terrible. I was like, it's terrible, <laughs> terrible. Buffalo. I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I want people to step up and be like, my my song's the worst song. <laughs> you know? 
so yeah, that one I, I noticed that, and uh, and then of course the first game of the horns, you know. So those are things I could live without. So North Carolina and Pittsburgh are are, are known for horns. <laughs> Driving me mad. I was listening to this Edmonton uh, radio morning show this morning, uh, locker room. I know you guys sometimes follow us. I was listening to them, and they were discussing the Toronto uh, goal song situation, and we're suggesting new songs for the Oilers. And they suggested, I think the, the suggestion that left that conversation was uh, "Laying Pipe" by Is it Britton Cummings. I think that's who. I think that's who that sings that <laughs> because they're the Oilers, and it's about like you know laying pipe on the pipeline, which I thought was brilliant. I'm like, that's a great suggestion. So we should we should do a thing when Liz is back and like make a list of suggested goal songs for our teams or the top five teams or whatever. I think that'd be fun. Oh yeah. Cause it, it's interesting. We, we have a, you know, we have a chant, you know, some just have a tune and uh, you know, some have actual real songs, you know? And so um, that's a fascinating thing altogether, you know, is to find the history of like, you know, how, how on earth did Hall & Oates get to be the goal song? You know, my, yeah. When I learned that, when I heard that, I was like, this is the, the way, this is the worst. And then my girlfriend hated it. So the best part for, that I had was being able to send her call and out memes you know, every time they scored a goal. And, and she hated every second of it. <laughs> so, That's hilarious. <laughs> but I'm like, do more of that. Like, I want to you know, make fun of everybody. I mean, because, well, I mean, we're sitting comfortably with, I think most people agree we have one of the better ones. So we're not really in that area. Um, I will tell you, like, to the first week when the Rangers were in Buffalo, huge New York Rangers chant, uh, which is which is fun to hear. Again, I don't know when I'm watching some of the other games, I'm not really hearing that. So, no, neither. Right now, we went in the loud. Although the louder chant than the New York Rangers in Buffalo has been the "ref you suck" chant, which you know I first saw it during the first Devils game. Oh, I don't know why I was watching that, but I was, and that's what they were doing. They didn't like something, and you know, and again, what when we we're seeing it on TV, you know, we're we're seeing the replays and the different angles. I don't necessarily think they always show that in the arena. And, and I, as I learned when Matt was at one of the playoff games, they didn't show the replay at all uh, for uh, this controversial call at the end of the game, like last right. year. So we saw it and I was texting him about it because we could see it, but they couldn't, they weren't showing it. So it's bananas, right? Like that's just crazy. And then the refs go crazy over, uh, you know, because they're yelling it. So the, the chant, like I was surprised at how loud it was. Shame. Um, Shame. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's start that. Oh, you got it. Wait till you're there for that. It's freaking hilarious. Oh and I'll God, never forget funny. Liz's face. I'm telling you. So in <laughs> Vegas, when anybody else gets a penalty, they shame you. And Liz is like four people over at the end of the row. And she just leans over and she looks at me like, and I just look at her, I look at her back and I'm like, slow motion. Shame. 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 And we were just like, what? We didn't know what was happening. But it was fun. It was fun. Let's circle back around to the animals because I had did did that post on the on the AI generated. I don't know if you saw the story. Yeah. It was funny. So we did we somebody posted on Twitter that they they did an AI generated mascot for the Rangers and it came up with like this rat and uh, a bear. And <laughs> And so I did pull out because that was my reaction. I'm like, oh, that's cute. But no, I mean, I would love if we're going to have a mascot, it has to be a rat, but it has to be a, it has to be a New York City rat. It can't be so cute, but it has to be ugly enough. It's cute. There, there'll be a lot of strategy okay. going into that. 
Yeah, you know? fugly. It's got to be a fugly rat. Exactly. <laughs> These are really cute. So the poll was about 70%. About 30% said yes. So they would like it as a mascot with what they saw. Uh, but 70% were either like no or cute, but no. <laughs> well, we did get some good reactions from that. I love doing our polls. I definitely appreciate it when, you know, the people that are following us participate in those too. So that's always always fun and creative to do. I think everyone's looking good. We're, we're only a week and a half into the games. You know, some, some teams have only played one time. Again, this is where the schedule's already wonky. And, uh, you know, you got one, you know, one or two teams play one or two. Vegas is already going to play their fifth. <laughs> and, and then, you know, right now the watch is just, you know, to see these four teams lose and kind of, you know, and I, I just like it just because that's where we start evening things out. Give it a month, give it a couple rounds. And then we're going to start seeing this playing field level off to where we're going to start seeing where those teams that are going to be our, our nemesis, you know, our, like our ones that we want to keep an eye on, they're going to start sticking out. Uh, right now I'm going to call Vegas. Um, Boston, I think Boston's looking for redemption for last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so worried about the Devils. I kind of haven't heard much about them. You know, I know some people are already getting fined. It's not, I heard that Bedard got fined because there's that new rule where the young kids have to be wearing their, their helmets during, during practice, and he wasn't. So he's already getting fined. Uh, they can all afford it. Just like the rules of the roads here, no one cares. <laughs> They're going to do it anyway. So that's what we're seeing too. You know, again, Bedard's going to be the overused name of the season. <laughs> Like bingo. How many times do you hear uh, Bedard's name? Bedard, Bedard. I'm like, you know, him and Taylor Swift. I think we're over all of them. God. I mean, but you know, it's like, I'm not disliking it. I like it. It's okay. But when you hear announcers during the game saying, oh, the next game, it's Bedard. I'm like, it's not Bedard. It's the Blackhawks, you know? So even the way that they're portraying it on the announcer side and the kind of way they're seeing it, is something to watch out for. I love it. All right. Have a good one. We'll talk soon. Bye guys. Bye guys.